Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 90, the review for One Piece Stampede. Welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And it is review time once again. As you heard from the top part of the episode, we're going to be talking about another anime-based movie. Now, I haven't talked about one of those for a while now. I think the last review I did was for the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie that came out at the early side of this year. And if you heard me in that episode, you'd know how much of a session... I had watching that film. That was honestly one of my all-time favorite cinematic experiences I've ever had. Being in a room, being able to share that kind of experience with long-term other Dragon Ball fans who clearly knew exactly what they were getting in for and were having their minds blown as much as I was. That was special. And um, yeah, 2019 as an overall year for films has been, in my opinion, a bit lackluster. There's only been like a handful of times where I've gone into the you know cinema and actually enjoyed myself, or at least like have had a more than satisfactory time. And um, with this One Piece movie, I was really looking forward to it just because, you know, it's One Piece. And for those who aren't aware, One Piece is my favorite anime ever. It superseded Dragon Ball, I'd say, back in maybe 2011. Um, One Piece is just one of the sort of uh, anime shows that gives me everything I want. Crazy, memorable, interesting characters with a world that's ever-expanding, always having interesting and cool mythology being added to it. It just has that pure sense of action, super fun time adventures with really good humor, and it brings joy to my soul. Now, I was up to date with that show up until about maybe 2014, I think around the Dressrosa arc, and I just sort of fell off. Then came back in, I think maybe a couple years later, but then fell off again. So I was just like, you know what? I love One Piece, but it got to a point where I just let too many episodes go by, and I was just like, you know what? I'll just stick to watching some of the OVAs and the movies for the time being. So with One Piece, I love it, but I just haven't been as committed to the uh, franchise as a whole for a while now. But with this new movie, I was like, oh, you know what? Um, I'll. I'll I'm hyped for that, I'll see what's going on with it, but then I didn't know that the film was actually going to be getting a, uh, you know, western release over here in Canada, I'm like, what, no way, there is no chance in hell I'm going to miss watching that, so it had like, what, two screenings um, on the, I think, some point in October, and um, yeah, two dates in October basically, and I happened to catch the first of the two dates just because the Friday show was a lot easier for me to get to than the Tuesday one. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. So I ended up watching it um, last week. And I honestly would have gotten that review up a little sooner. But, you know, my weekend got a little busier than I expected. But I, I'm just going to say it up here. Like, you know, One Piece Stampede is easily the best One Piece movie in the series. It's my favorite. It's superseded Strong World, which was my favorite film for the longest time. But, yeah. If you are any sort of One Piece fan, you owe it to yourself to check this film out if you can see it in the cinema. 
it changes your whole perspective of you know just being able to enjoy this film because sure you can enjoy it at home and sure you'll probably get like you know a bunch of people together and still have that same kind of experience but when I went to the uh, cinema to watch this my screen was pretty much full I was glad that I went a little earlier because I was thinking oh yeah they're probably not gonna air it on time so I still got some time to go in beforehand you know I got some time to chill but the screen was like what three quarters full by the time I got in there and I was lucky just to find my seat because by the time the film was starting there were still people coming in and that thing was packed out so there was only a few seats at the front and I'm like thank god that's not me but anyway I'm like uh, you know getting away from like the main point here One Piece Stampede is freaking mint it is a session from start to finish and I've not been this elated about a film for months this is like you know my favorite experience since like watching Avengers Endgame and it gives me those sort of same um, big event vibes because this film is all sorts of chaos, fun and action all smashed into one beautiful thing. Oh man, just thinking about it, it makes me crazy. After I left that film, my heartbeat was still like, you know, racing and I was just thinking about how much fun I had with the movie. But yeah, let me calm down for a few seconds because uh, as objective as I can try to be about this, I don't think I can be completely because this is just me gushing about how cool this film is and how much you should see it. So with all that being said, as we do with all of these reviews, we talk about the story, characters, and then the presentation, and then the conclusion. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, join me on this journey as I talk about One Piece Stampede and all of its glorious glory. Alright, now it's time to talk about the story and it can be pretty much summarized as the following. This film happens to take place during the Pirates Expo, which is essentially a festival that was made by pirates for pirates, where all pirates happen to conjugate from different areas of the world and all come together to join in on a specific event which is essentially a treasure hunt, except this time they have to find a notable treasure that was hidden by Goldie Roger. So obviously with a treasure of that kind of notoriety, everybody gets super hyped up to try and find it. And with all these different pirates of varying degrees of like, you know, was it personalities, strengths and stuff like that, chaos obviously ensues and everybody gets super hyped trying to get this treasure. However, behind the scenes, the person who organized this event actually has ulterior motives. He has some negative and disastrous plans that once they come into action will have serious ramifications for everybody who attended and that's essentially the way for me to describe this without going to the spoilers now the plot for this film is pretty standard fare if you've watched one piece for any length of time whether you're talking about the series read the manga or seen plenty of the other movies it's fairly straightforward but it has a little bit of depth to it beyond the simple plot there is some extra layers and the cool thing is like one piece in general it adds to the world and the mythology and fills in essentially like you know different blanks that you weren't aware of beforehand there's just a whole lot of interesting mythology and world building that's established in this movie where it's just like whether this film is canon or not it's really really well done it's quite fun and the best thing about it it has all the tonal elements that I enjoy about One Piece when it comes to really solid humor the comedic moments in this film hit hard they hit fast and they come from all the characters that you love and in some unexpected places at the same time as well there's a certain level of darkness to the story as well in that sort of classic shonen kind of way and in obviously the kind of way that you come to expect with one piece the tone can shift at different points but it feels like a natural like you know ebb and flow as opposed to sometimes when you watch certain movies where 
you know you have differences of tone but they don't quite blend together and yeah this film for me just has a solid just a solid foundation of fun and entertainment value that I was enjoying throughout my entire viewing the film moves at a pretty brisk pace as well it doesn't never it never felt slow it never felt like you know it was a tiresome and it sort of combined some of my favorite aspects of like you know the previous One Piece movies that are my favorites like Dead End Adventure which is the fourth one Strong World which is movie number 10 and Film Z which is movie number 12 it sort of had like you know elements of all of those and then just sort of meshed them together and like I said before Strong World was my favorite film uh, for the longest time just because of the way in which they handled that story and uh, some of the action sequences when compared to the previous One Piece films it was literally just on another level but this film just seems to know exactly what fans want the amount of references fan service and just overall like you know was it uh, quality was just there it's like Ichiro Oda knew exactly what he was doing when he crafted the uh, the plot for this one it's delightful Alright, and now it's time to move on to the characters, and good gravy, this film makes really good use of its cast. Everybody in this film put in 100%, and while I'm not going to go into, like, you know, the, all of the voice actors who, like, you know, voices all the various characters, I will say that everybody put in 100% with all their roles. I'm just going to highlight a handful of characters who really stood out to me, because there are a stupid amount of people in this film whether they be main cast secondary or just like you know, glorified cameos or background characters there is a heck load of people in this movie but the great thing about the characters in this film is that everybody was given a certain amount of screen time but it felt relevant everybody served a purpose and it was great to see so many people come together especially when it comes to seeing different characters you've never seen in the same space before come together and like you know bounce off of each other whether they had like you know a natural alliance or some that just wanted to fight each other or some that obviously just hated each other's guts or had previous history just seeing these like uh, different personalities clash and have like these wonderful exchanges whether they be uh, physical or verbal it was incredible so firstly I'll start with these straw hats of the straw hats obviously my boy Luffy he's the main dude he had so many great comedic and badass moments especially when he initialized his gear forth and oh man it was so cool this dude continues to be one of my favorite people ever he is just he is wonderful but then there's Usopp as well Usopp has been like you know the heart and soul of the Straw Hats crew for the longest time now and while he's definitely made like you know is it some mistakes here and there obviously he has so much uh, love for his teammates and he has a lot of love for like you know Luffy and for as weak as he is when compared to some of the other people on the team he can pull various like you know magic tricks out of his ass man the guy is crazy and he has a lot of really special moments in this film and i just want to applaud him especially because this is like the most love i've had for usopp since probably the uh water seven ns lobby like you know was it arc way back when um, I would also say Zoro has some really incredible moments in here, not only in terms of his badassery, but also in terms of his, like, you know, comedic moments. The dude is still dumb as hell and has some really great moments with that. I also really quite liked, um, who was that other person? I'm trying to remember right now. Sorry, I'm literally just trying to scatter through my brain. But I would say, obviously, of the Straw Hats, I would say they were the standouts. Then there's just a whole lot of other characters. I really like Eustace Kid. 
he's been one of my favorite characters since he showed up at the Shabba the Archipelago way back when. So I was like, of all these sort of new pirates of this worst generation, he was the one that always stood out to me. So to see him have like such a notable role in the film was really cool. Obviously, my boy Trafalgar Law. Oh my dude, I love that guy. He's been my dude for ages and to see him do what he did in this film was pretty cool as well. I love that guy. And there was also appearance here from my boy Sabo and my girl Boa Hancock. Boa Hancock, oh my god, that woman killed me. She was so good but also so funny. She was amazing. And then there's just a whole lot of other characters who showed up who I don't want to spoil because there's some of these who have been shown in the trailer but then there's some that do just make surprise appearances and I don't want to ruin them for you because the great thing about this film and the way in which the characters appear is that you can notice them in the background like you know and there's some cool interesting people that the store hasn't met over there various different adventures over the course of like you know, the anime and manga so it's cool to see them in the background, but to see how many people just keep showing up in this festival, left, right, and center, whether they be like, uh, you know, was it notable people or just comic relief characters, is mental. And speaking of comic relief characters, Buggy the Clown, my dude, oh my god. Buggy is one of those idiot dudes that I can't help but love seeing every time he shows up. Now, I compare Buggy to Emperor Pilaf from Dragon Ball in the sense that when he first showed up he was a notable villain and gave like our main character a lot of crap but after that he's sort of been you know one of those sort of comic relief characters who shows up and is pretty much an idiot but serves a purpose every so often and helps drive the you know story forward or helps like you know was it move the plot along for the characters and whatnot and that's pretty much what buggy is here he has a purpose in the film for sure but he's primarily just there to be his big loud idiotic self but he has so many great moments buggy is my dude and if you love buggy as much as i do then you'll really enjoy his like uh, part in this film he is hilarious i haven't been laughing like this with him since probably the impelled down arc where that that dude was killing it when they tried to make that escape from the prison and as for the villain based characters buena festa is pretty cool i like him he's one of the sort of like uh scheming conniving guys who just operates from the background you've seen many different like villain based characters like him before but i found him to be pretty funny and he had some really interesting moments where he's just a very animated guy especially during the points where the real like uh, aspects of the festival start to come to light but yeah this guy he had that nice balance between being fairly serious and like you know sinister but also being quite funny at moments but then you obviously have the main villain Douglas Bullet who was a former member of Goldie Rogers pirate crew I thought he was pretty cool he is your standard bad guy in the sense that he's big burly very intimidating believes power is everything and that kind of stuff so there's not really much to him in terms of like uh, you know personality or depth or anything like that but I feel like his backstory and the ties that he has to the previous generations of One Piece and its history made him pretty cool and just to see how much of a beast of a character he was just laying the smack down on all of these you know really well-known pirates who have their various levels of power just to see them like you know swipe to the background like nothing that was pretty damn cool but yeah i would say everybody again in this film you know character wise all served the purpose and they were pretty damn good all right and now it's time to move on to the presentation and this is one of the strongest aspects of the film in my opinion both visually and audibly the film is 
stupid good. Now, One Piece is one of those sort of shows, especially when you're watching the anime, where it can fluctuate in terms of its quality. However, when you have the right storyboard, um, artists, the right animators in the right direction, the show can look damn good. But it's mainly in the films where One Piece is allowed to shine super bright, and I believe it was pretty much from Strong World onwards where the films really started to take off in terms of their quality. The attention to detail when it comes to the animation, lighting, color work and you know the uh, art direction is all so solid there is a way in which they draw the characters in this where it feels a lot closer to the manga designs as opposed to the ways which is looked in some of the anime like series now i'm not currently up to date with one piece but i have seen from certain screenshots online with the current arc where they've changed a lot of the line work from when i used to watch it so it definitely looks a lot cleaner and a lot more, I guess, manga-esque. But yeah, just with this film, the line work is just really strong. There's some really, like, you know, detailed and thick lines for some of these characters. And I just like that level of detail. But also the color scheme has just been really nice. It has a nice variety to it. And especially towards the latter side of the film, there's a lot of uh, darker, more intense colors, especially when it comes to the reds and stuff like that. However, it's just got a nice sort of variety to it, even within like these more chaotic and like darker settings. And yeah, man, just everything comes together in really good ways. The action is solid and there's such a sense of scale to everything as opposed to some of the previous films where it's never felt like, you know, uh, condensed or like, you know, is it too small? But this film really makes use of all of its space in various different ways and the only aspect of the animation that I would say was not quite as good was the use of 3D. Now it's utilized in certain interesting kind of ways um, where the 3D is mainly used for some of the background details like say if there's a lot of characters in the background say in crowds and stuff they'll use 3D animation and sort of mask it within like the 2D animated stuff and from a distance it doesn't look too bad but when it's sort of higher on display with like uh, the main characters at the forefront that's where it starts to look a little bit, look a little bit more questionable and I understand that especially with like the scale that they were going for and some of the power-based abilities that some of these people had that using 3d animation would probably be the easier and possibly only way for them to go about and get some of these details on screen except some of it just looked a little questionable especially when it came to uh, some of bullets abilities it was just like the 3d animation got a little excessive but at the same time it was not nearly as like you know bad as it's been for some of the other anime movies i've seen over the years so i can understand why it was used it didn't work all of the time, but for the most part, the 3D animation was pretty solid. And then we have the film score, which was done by Kohei Tanaka, who is one of the OG like composers who've worked on the One Piece uh, anime series as well. So you had a lot of the notable themes from the anime translate into this film as well, though either shortened or restructured or repurposed for some of these scenes. But it definitely had a more, uh, I don't know, film-related quality to it because things just felt a little bit more intense some of the themes had a more fuller sound with the orchestral pieces and it was just a lot darker more intense and just had a little more oomph than it did in the series but yeah the film score was utilized to great effect and helped amplify the stuff on screen which is the stuff i like 
And yeah, it was just really, really solid material. I have no complaints about the use of the music. It was really well done. And then there's the new theme song that they utilized for the film as well. And that was pretty cool. I actually liked the sound of that. And uh, yeah, no, the music was good. The, everything about the presentation for the most part was just great for me. All right, and that leaves us to the conclusion. What did I think of One Piece Stampede? Well, if it wasn't apparent from what I've been saying beforehand, let me reiterate that this film is bloody awesome, and you should really, really watch it. If you are a fan of this franchise, you owe it to yourself to go about and give it a watch. And if you can see it in a you know film screening, I would highly recommend it. Vibing off of people's energy and watching that, you know, being hyped, wooing, shouting, laughing, it makes a difference when you're just like, you know, is it, you know, feeding off of other people's energy. It was one of the most crowd pleasing moments I have experienced. You have that sort of level of hype around similar, like, you know, fellow fans. It's, it's just amazing. And yeah, just thinking about it gets me hyped. Even though I saw the film, like, you know, literally like, what, three or four days ago, it's still, I still get those vibes, baby. So when this comes out on, like, you know, was it Blu ray, you best believe I'm going to pick it up. So yeah, One Piece Stampede. Good stuff, good times. Give it a watch. Okay, so that will bring another episode of the podcast to a close. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Have you seen it? And if so, what do you think of it? And if you haven't seen it, have I been able to coerce you into giving it a watch? Because please tell me the answer to that question is a yes, because this film is fun. It doesn't have like, you know, is it some of the more thought provoking and like, you know, weird elements that came with movie number six, which is still uh, a favorite of a lot of other people. But for me, this just gave me exactly what I wanted in terms of One Piece, but just in an excessive, beautiful way. So yeah, man, if you have any thoughts about uh, my review or the film in general, please be sure to drop them in the comment section below or holler at me on Twitter why I'm at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55 or check us out on iTunes where you can give me some lovely ratings or subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you know, yeah, just on SoundCloud or like iTunes, we're there. And yeah, just uh, have a check on the blog if you are available, hypersonic55.wordpress.com or check out the Facebook page where is the Hypersonic 55 and yeah I'll try to do as many film reviews as I can towards the latter side of the year because there are some interesting uh, films towards November and December which will be on the radar but yeah that'll do it for another episode of Film Focus thank you for listening as always and until the next time this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out peace Thank mm-hmm. you.